0: Hello and welcome to Property Money Tree's Maximising Property Values, the once a month show where I break down the steps of how to recognise, enhance and then extract the values in property in order to create wealth. Would you like to find out how you can benefit from the steps of maximising property values? This is even if you don't own a property yet or have a deposit. If that's a yes, then you're in the right place to find out. My name is Patricia Ogan faber and although many know me for my work as a solicitor, on this show, you will be getting the benefit of my 30 plus years worth of experience of maximizing property values, experience which has given me a net worth in millions. So who might benefit from listening to this show? Literally anyone with an interest in creating property wealth. Hello, and welcome back. I'm going to be doing something slightly different today because someone's asked me to do this, so I am going to try to do it. Um, So I'm going to be talking about, again, it's another enhance, it's to do with incomes, but it's slightly quirky in that I'm going to be talking about serviced accommodation, in particular Airbnb, because that's what I do in that particular field. So what I've been asked to do and what I'm going to try to do is first of all, explain the legislation regarding the 90 day limit in London, because my Airbnbs are in London. So how did it all come about and what does it really mean? Now, In 1973, the Greater London Council, so that was called the GLC, which has since been abolished, passed legislation to say that if anyone in Greater London used a whole house or a whole flat as temporary sleeping accommodation, So, those are the words temporary sleeping accommodation. So, if they used their whole premises for that, that would constitute a material change of use for planning purposes. And there could be fines of up to £20,000 for each time that this was done. So, the government wasn't too happy about this. So, in 2015, the coalition government passed um, legislation which is called the Deregulation Act of 2015 and in section 44 of the Deregulation Act, the law then said that if you used your premises in Greater London as temporary sleeping accommodation for up to 90 nights in any calendar year then that wouldn't be a material change of use so you wouldn't be breaching planning um conditions now that's not the end of it because i bet you're wondering what does temporary sleeping accommodation actually mean. Now, the 1973 Act, so this is the GLC Act, in section 25, subsection 2, defined temporary sleeping accommodation as, and I'm just going to read it from there, it says, use as temporary sleeping accommodation means use as sleeping accommodation, which is occupied by the same person for less than 90 consecutive nights and which is provided with or without other services for a consideration. Now, consideration just means money. So, we have it there. If the same person stays in whole accommodation, so it's like the entire flat or the entire house, for less than 90 consecutive nights, that would be considered to be temporary sleeping accommodation. Conversely, if that person, that same person, stayed in the accommodation, the whole house or the whole flat, for more than 90 consecutive nights, it would not be temporary sleeping accommodation. And this is how you can actually let your premises out within Greater London, you know, on Airbnb or Booking.com without breaking the law, without putting yourself on the line to be fined up to £20,000. And what the local authorities are also doing now is they are also going... um for the amounts of money that people might have um been able to earn in breach of planning um conditions and they are clawing that back under what is called the Proceeds of Crime Act. So any which way you look at it, if you're breaking the law, you honestly cannot win. It's not worth doing. So how do I get the occupancy rates that I get without breaking the law. And it really is simple. I guess I've been lucky because I've not really been able to kind of like, you know, engineer it myself. But this is how it's just worked out for me in that I have people who want to stay in my accommodation via Airbnb for more than 90 consecutive nights. And because they're doing that, that is not considered to be temporary sleeping accommodation. So it doesn't fall within the 90 um, um 90 nights, and I'm not breaking any laws whatsoever. So let me give you um my figures for this year. So far, I've actually written them down because I didn't want to make any mistake um in sharing this with you. So um We're looking now at 2021, and I had a guest who booked in on the 2nd of December, 2nd of December 2020, and they left on the 7th of February 2021. Now, because these are worked out on a calendar year basis, Everything that happened in 2020, we can ignore for the purposes of 2021, so we really have to just look at that from the 1st of January 2021 up until the 7th of February 2021, and that was a total of 37 nights. I then had another guest in this particular accommodation that I'm using um, as my example, who moved in on the 28th of February 21, and he's going to leave on the 27th of June 21. Now, he's booked in for a total of 119 nights, so because he is going to be there for more than 90 nights, it's not considered to be temporary sleeping accommodation, so the 90-day rule doesn't apply to it. So overall, when he moves out on the 27th of June, I would have only still used up 37 out of my 90-day allowance for Greater London, and I will then still be able to use another 53 nights, and that really is how that is done. If he'd not booked in for more than 90 consecutive nights, let's say he'd booked in for 50 nights, then I would have been 50 plus the 37, that would have been 87, and I would have only had a three-day limit left for the rest of 2021, unless somebody wanted to book for more than 90 consecutive nights. Right. So now that we've sorted that out, I am going to talk about how you can enhance and how you can actually maximise property values in this particular field um, with Airbnb. So before the pandemic, I had like amazing occupancy um, rates on my uh, two properties um, going into 90% really um, for them and that was it was just such a great thing to be doing because these are flats which would normally rent for about 1200 to 1300 in London and i think on average i was getting i think it was roughly about 23000 pounds for each um because i remember thinking do you know, that's nearly £2,000 per month for, you know, a one-bedroom flat in London, in Camberwell, absolutely amazing, so clearly, as I've said, you know, there is an element of, you know, kind of like luck in being able to get the long-term bookings, but this was a luck which I had actually engineered by making sure that I was maximising what those flats could actually offer. So again, you know, similar to everything that I do, you know, made sure that the accommodation was really nice. It was, it was bright. It was welcoming. Um, The flat, so looking at the one that I'm using as an example, I um, refurbished that flat in, I think it was 2018. So replaced the kitchen, replaced the bathroom, um, took up the flooring, which the previous tenants had just completely knackered. Did, you know, replace the radiators just because they were, again, not very nice looking. They started to rust on the outside and literally just painted. um enhanced the sound and the thermal, well I did the thermal for um, EPC um, because whenever I'm doing a refurbishment I like to try and future-proof what I'm doing and upgrade EPC wherever I can and you know did all of that, replaced the furniture um, and people just absolutely love you know what I've done and the other one is not quite as nice, but it's going to be coming up for its own refurbishment fairly soon. And then hopefully I'll get even more money from it. So that's one of the things um, that you can do in order to try and get you know as much money as you can um, from serviced accommodation or Airbnb. I don't use booking.com. Um, I've only ever used um, Airbnb. And the other things that I do to try and make sure that the place is welcoming and people like it. And by the way, I'm also a super host and I have an average rating of 4.91 over quite a number of bookings. Um, so um, one of the things that I do is I have like little biscuits, like packets of biscuits, which um, I I leave as a as a welcoming pack for all of my guests. I have, like, hotel, like, shampoo type things, so they're, like, um, single-use shampoos, conditioners, um, shower gel, um, body lotion, I have shower caps, I have little sewing kits, and, um, I also provide, obviously, like anybody else who's in this, like, arena, uh, I provide, like, their linen for them. Um, So that's bed sheets and the duvet, duvet covers, the pillowcases and everything, which, um, um, the cleaning of which I farm out, I have that done by um, my dry cleaner and um, their towels as well. That goes to the dry cleaner. He washes them. So it's all done, you know, all the, the kind of, like, the washing of the linen is done sort of like commercially, just to make sure that um, it's safe and it's clean for the people who are going to be occupying the premises. Again, um, I'm looking to um, probably partner up with somebody who is in this field. And what he does is he will take care of your linen and your cleaning for you. And I'm looking to talk to him about maybe taking these on because that would be a really really nice um part of this thing to um carve out from what I do and give to somebody else in order to streamline my procedures and also I am looking to expand by going uh down to the coast in Kent um And um, I don't know how that's going to go, but obviously, I've worked up my figures. They seem to be kind of like stacking up really, really nicely. Literally, just made an offer um, on a place. Well, actually, made it about two weeks ago, and it's just literally been accepted. Um, So, hopefully, that will um, go through okay. And I will no doubt be talking about this on another podcast at some point in the future. But so. That is the topic for today, which was like serviced accommodation. How you can act- actually enhance your income through serviced accommodation, and even if you're in London, you don't have to break the law. You can do it within the law if you're lucky, and if you're not, you know, just decide whether or not it's you know the the right thing for you. Because when I went into it, I was actually hoping that I'd get. Uh, a sort of like three-month booking, so that that would be outside of the 90 consecutive nights, so that would be three months, and then I knew that I also had my three months, which the law allowed me to have, and I thought, do you know what, I'm happy with just a 50% occupancy, but so far, so good, I've actually had a lot, lot, lot more than that, Um, so it's been a bonus, but it all Goes back to how you present your properties. And if you don't try to maximize your property values, you won't be getting the sort of returns that I have just described. But that's just me. Any questions? You know, you know how to contact me, you can DM me, or you can, you know, come up onto a stage where I'm talking on Clubhouse. And you know, just you know, reach out as people have been doing. And also I just want to say thank you so much um, for all the people who've been, you know, reaching out to me and telling me how useful, how helpful they have found these podcasts. It is so encouraging. Thank you so so much. I really appreciate it. And um yes, I hope you continue to enjoy them. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope that at the very least, you have found the talk thought provoking. If you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe. In any event, please do rate and review the episode because it would be great to read your feedback. Thank you very much and hopefully see you next month.